it really seems like you have it figured out. And I admire that so much. And I think in a way, it's true. Maximize every opportunity so that you can become legendary. You can become What adjustments can you make right now to make yourself one Your percent better? Your only goal is to be the best version of you. So that was me. As I'm recording this, we're just about 31 days away from the end of the decade. And I know it's been a crazy decade for me. And the likelihood is it's been a crazy decade for you as well. And I want to talk a little bit about this increasing level of pressure that seems to be coming down on our human experience. And I want to specifically relate that to the pressure we feel around this end of the year time, around this holiday season. So maybe you're not someone who feels the increased pressure around the holiday season. Maybe you never worry. Maybe you never feel any additional financial stress. Maybe you continue your self-care. Or maybe you're one of the rest of us who is influenced and impacted by our self-imposed expectations. One of the hardest things that I've dealt with while being at Vitality is the end of the year. In the end of the year, when I feel like we have the biggest ability to make the impact on people, is when people begin to value themselves less and less and less and go away from the self-care that they've done such a good job at all year long. So I want to share just a little bit of insight about my, my life and, and my experience and how, how this year's Thanksgiving has impacted my thoughts on, on holiday pressure. So this Thanksgiving I took my girlfriend to meet my family, right? So that's something that can create uh, pressure. And there, this, can be, this can be a very, a very difficult time for many people, right? A lot of people create these big stories and expectations about how this has to go perfectly and how the, all of these expectations and buildup end up creating pressure. And that created pressure ends up really impacting the actual experience of, of the sit down, of, of the enjoyment, of the greeting. So the thing that we did is we took away all expectations of what anyone might think about us and just ensured that together we had the best time ever. And we had a blast and we had such a good time we were laughing and we were enjoying ourselves at, at such a level that it, it 
it honestly had made people at my Thanksgiving feel uncomfortable. And there's two things about that. Uh, number one, a lot of what was uh, what was being expressed was almost a desire to hold back getting involved in the laughing and enjoyment that we were having. So people would start like little giggles and then they'd, they'd stifle back and get serious and get really back in the Thanksgiving spirit. And I found that to be really fascinating. I, I look at this idea of holiday gatherings and I, I feel like over the last decade or so, we've lost a little bit of what it used to be. You know, I think back, at least within my family, and it was really about this excitement and enjoyment of getting together and sharing time. And I think over the last 10 years, things have gone away from that excitement and enjoyment about getting together, and they become more and more about how much of a show the actual gathering is, and how much work and, and detail and these little tiny intricate updates and, and additions can, can be added so that everyone is impressed with the performance of the gathering. And we've lost a little bit of the soul of the gathering itself. So I found it really interesting to see people being uncomfortable because we were having so much fun. And at the same time, trying to hold back, hold themselves back from joining into the fun. And every once in a while, you'd see somebody slip and they'd start to laugh and then they'd draw themselves right back out. So I found that interesting. The other thing is, I just found it, I found it really fascinating just how, how great of a time we could have no matter what. So even with people being sometimes visibly, sometimes audibly uh, annoyed by the amount of, of enjoyment we were having, uh, we were still having a great time and there was, there was nothing that anyone could do at that, at that meal that was going to take away from the fact that we were going to have a really, really good time. And I didn't really know exactly how that, how that was, how that landed or how that felt. But after we, after everything was done and we were, we were wrapping up and we were leaving, my uncle's girlfriend pulled me aside and She's a really, a very wise yogi. Um, and she's just, just a really, really amazing individual. And she pulled me aside and she said, you know, it really seems like you have it figured out. And I admire that so much. And I think in a way, it's true. Because having fun and enjoying yourself and experiencing and expressing this life in a way that is beautiful is what we should all be doing. And I talk about this all the time, and I, I bet you're annoyed. You're annoyed with me. But if you're not chasing happiness, if you're chasing anything else, I think you're doing it wrong. You know, we think about all these things that we acquire bringing us happiness. But do they? 
Can you remember the last thing that you bought that gives you consistent happiness? Maybe if you got a puppy. If you adopted a puppy, that'll bring you happiness. But I bet it wasn't the last pair of shoes or that fancy coat or the new vacuum. Happiness is really dedicated to a space within us. And we can focus on that space and we can cultivate that space and we can express that space every single day, at every single event, every single meal, every single time we get together with anyone. And it's there and it's accessible. So today I wanna talk about three things that if you can keep them in your mind over the holiday season, you're going to enjoy yourself more. And those three things are self-care, freedom of financial worry, and releasing pressure of perfection. Self-care, freedom from financial worry, and releasing the pressure of perfection. Self-care. I, I want to start there. We, we talk about self-care all year long, and nobody does a better job of reminding everyone about self-care than Heather Janeski. Right? Heather has such a beautiful self-care practice and does a impeccable job of reminding us 365 days a year how important it is to stay sane through taking care of yourself. But no matter what we seem to do around the studio, the end of the year always presents challenges for self-care because we feel like we have less time. And we wanna do so many things for other people that we forget about ourselves. We put ourselves last. And we can use all the cliches we want. They're all true but they're not working for anybody, right? You gotta pour from a, a, a full cup. You have to take time to fill, fill your own personal cup. You have to make sure you have enough to give. A rested body will present itself better. Heal yourself so that you can heal the world, right? We can talk about all these things, but they don't matter unless you believe them. So I want you really to, to uh, think about this. Think about when you are able to give the most to your family. And you can, you can use the word give in any way you want. You can use this financially. You can use this energetically. You can, you can use this in any way that works for you. When you have more, it's easier to give, flat out. When you have more time, it's easier to give time. When you have more money, it's easier to give more money. When you have more energy, it's easier to give more energy. Your job, if you want to take care of the people that you love, your job, if you want to take care of the people around you, your job, if you want to take care of your coworkers, is to take care of yourself. Because when you take care of yourself, you have more to give, period. And if you want to tell me that there's any other way, I'm. let's have that talk. If anyone can convince me that it's easier to give when you have less, feel free. Let's have that conversation. But I think if you look inside yourself right now, you know that when you take care of yourself, 
you do do and you will do a better job of take care, taking care of those around you. This second piece is the one that I think is the hardest. Yeah, they're all pretty hard. This piece maybe influences us in a, in a way that is most acutely impactful, and that's finances. And freeing yourself from the pressures of finances sounds like a thing that's, that's BS, right? How am I going to free myself from the pressure of finances when I have to buy every one of these people these beautiful gifts? You don't have to buy everyone around you a beautiful gift. You don't have to buy anyone anything. You're welcome to, but you don't have to do anything. So first off, I want you to think right now, take some time, think about this. When's the last time you got a gift from someone? Especially a holiday gift from someone that changed your life. I want you to think back about last holiday season and think about how many things you were given. How many of those things do you even know where they are right now? How many of those things do you use every day? How many of those things do you appreciate? Maybe it's a couple. If it is, that's a pretty high percentage. I've definitely been given things that I love and cherish and am amazed by. But I've also been given a lot of things that I don't even know where they are. And we all fall into this trap of it's the thought that counts. But if putting ourselves, if we're overextending our financial capacity so that we can express a thought, it's not the way we should express our thought. Right? If you want to express a thought, it can be a really impactful thing to sit somebody down and tell them how much you appreciate them. Give them a card, hand right on that card, how much you love and appreciate them. That's an amazing thing to do for somebody. And the likelihood is that is going to impact somebody more than anything you can purchase for them on Amazon. I'm not saying you shouldn't give gifts. If you want to give gifts and it feels good to give gifts, do it. But if giving gifts makes your life miserable, why are you doing it? Or why are you going to the extent that you're going? You can also give amazing gifts that don't cost a lot of money. Some of the best gifts don't cost anything at all. And all of the best gifts don't come from Amazon. I'm just going to say that. That's just true. Right there. Sure, you can buy anything you want on Amazon. There's not a lot of soul there, though. What can you do this year to impact the people that you want to gift things to? Through their soul. How can you impact people internally? What would happen if you made the decision this year that every gift you give becomes something that impacts someone instead of just something that fills a role of a space inside wrapping paper? How can you be more thoughtful? How can you be more impactful? And how can you give things that are more beneficial to people? And what would happen if you looked at this year's holiday season through that lens? 
and put the parameter around, this is the amount of financial impact I'm willing to take this gifting season. The, this is the amount. I'm not going to spend over that because I'm comfortable and happy spending this amount of money. And you know what? Two weeks after the gifting season, I bet you the gifts that you've given, if you take that approach, are going to still be impacting people. Think, just think about what, what you've been given that still impacts you. What you've been given that you still utilize every day that benefits you, that, in, that impacts your life positively. And let me know. Because I, I, I'd, lo I'd love to hear feedback on this thought. Because I think this thought is really important. And it really could change what we do through the, the end of the decade through the end of every year from here forward. And finally, and this really goes back to my Thanksgiving story, letting go of this pressure of perfection. It's not your job to be perfect. It's your job to be as lovely as you can to everyone around you. It's your job to show up beaming with positive energy. If you show up this holiday season, wherever you go, and you beam with positive energy, people are going to remember you. People are going to appreciate you. If you show up wearing the perfect shoes with the perfect pair of pants or the perfect dress and the perfectly done hair and the perfectly applied makeup, and you say all the perfect words, and you give the most beautifully, perfectly wrapped gifts, people might talk about you. But if you show up beaming with joy, if you show up bursting with positivity, bursting with love, And being your lovely self, people will remember you. People will be impacted by you. People will want to be like you. People will ask you how you've done it. And you can tell them it's your yoga practice. It's your self-care practice. It's your movement practice. It's your meditative practice. And it's changed you. And it's allowed you to deal with the holiday season without being stressed, without being bothered. And with the capacity to be lovely through any experience. Whether the holiday meal gets burnt in the oven and ruined, or all of the fanciest china smashes on the ground, or the chandelier falls from the ceiling and smashes on the table. Your job is to be lovely and burst with positivity. And if you do that, you're going to raise the vibration of every single being you interact with. So this year, can you make it a goal of yours 
that every single time you interact with someone during this holiday season, can you be the shining light of positivity, of joyfulness, of kindness? Can you let your loveliest version of you shine through? so that you change the world, so that you make this place better. I'll talk to you again in two weeks. Thank you.